0: another episode of the scoring compass podcast with uh mr josh
1: actually i should have asked before we started this uh ericson uh yeah it's, it's very good trying uh it's dutch it's arson uh, a lot of double consonants yeah and a double vowel so there you go with uh, mr josh arson of uh i guess a uh, dutch last name thank you so much for uh, for being here thank you very much for having me as a guest i'm very honored and humbled and especially as only a petitioner uh at the lodge right now Uh, i'm not sure if you had many or any petitioners on but uh for all of us that you may have in the future or have had i am very nervous and excited for all of us
0: (laughs) for here yeah you were my first uh first petitioner i've had uh you know, I've had a mix of masons and non-masons, but individuals who they might not be a mason, but have you know knowledge related to the craft. But you're the first petitioner I've had, so thank you so much. Well, thank you very much for having me. So I discovered uh, I discovered you through um, uh, the Book of Faces um, because you had gone around uh, and you've been posting pictures, and not just the pictures but also um website and information about you know masonic temples and masonic buildings throughout ontario Um, so before we talk in particular about your kind of masonic journey or your interest as a petitioner um what was it about masonic buildings that, that you found fascinating and that you wanted to that made you
1: want to document them and discover them um a lot, a lot of that was uh, just to do with my travels and always discovering new buildings in the new towns. Uh, I travel a lot for my work. Uh, I'm an installer uh, for blinds. Uh, so a lot of people, we have a big service area. So I service a big area. Uh, having said that, like I said, I drive through a lot of towns and I always drove past a small lodge. And uh, as a kid, I remember traveling in baseball and whatnot. I would see one in every town, literally every town, but Growing up and through the years, I've noticed that they're disappearing uh, through lots of these small communities. And lots of them, I guess, have started amalgamating and, you know, having multiple launches in one building. Um, And so I just thought it would be kind of neat to, you know... Uh, document it uh, for my own personal curiosity, but then I figured there was other Masons and other people out there that would uh, benefit from it and just like to see it themselves. So I just took the initiative and figured, since I have the opportunity to travel and see all these, and lots of other people don't, especially with the lockdown of COVID right now, I figured it's, you know, it's almost thrust upon me, so to speak, to do it. And, you know, it's kind of like a community service, so to speak, is how I see it.
0: And uh, what has the response been like uh, uh, so far? I know, because it's not just that you're, you're documenting the exteriors of, of these Masonic buildings, but I, I know you told me, you know, you recently had a tour of of one of these temples. Have you got a lot of positive feedback
1: and a lot of cooperation from these buildings? I, I actually have, uh, all the feedback I have had so far has been positive, thankfully. Um, a lot of encouragement, uh, from other masons out there, uh, saying that they're living vicariously, uh, through my pictures and whatnot and to keep it up, which is really encouraging to me, which is awesome. Um, uh, I actually, I have not had that tour, uh, yet. That tour is actually, uh, scheduled for tomorrow evening, um, for the Kingston, Ontario Lodge. Um, I believe it is the, uh, uh, I don't want to say exactly what lodge it is, but it's Ancient um, Saint John Lodge. Uh, I want to say, uh, I could be wrong on that though, so don't quote me. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I'm not. I can't speak off the top of my head
0: uh, the name of the lodge, but um, I'm sure the temple will be beautiful, and I look forward to seeing those photos uh, from the tour. And um, I'll leave some links in the description to this video. But uh, if anybody wants to check out either past photos or future photos, uh, or just check out your, your work in documenting and discovering these, these Masonic buildings. Uh, uh, where do they go? Where are you posting them?
1: Um, I'm primarily posting them on a Canadian uh, Freemasons uh, page on Facebook, uh, the book of faces. And uh, they are not a whole lot on my personal page, but there are a few um, uh, Josh Arson, A-A-R-S-S-E-N. And I'm also on the book of faces. Yes.
0: Now you mentioned uh, something that, uh, you know, uh, some Freemasons know about all too well, which is, you know, uh, Masonic buildings um, are being lost in small towns, big cities. I think the most recent one I'm aware of losing is the Stratford Masonic Temple, um, which is a real shame. Uh, You know, and, and that's why I'm always, I've been trying, best to encourage, uh, and I leave links all the time and, and mailouts to uh, different resources, such as the National Trusts funding page. Because there's hundreds of thousands uh, to millions of dollars, kind of on the table for these Masonic buildings that are heritage structures to take advantage of, uh, mm-hmm. help them. Uh, you know, you you talked about uh, offline. Um, you know, your your past as a carpenter um the love of historical buildings uh you know what is it about do you think the masonic temples in particular uh that
1: speaks to you these the, the buildings in particular um it, it may not be with all of them anyway it may not be the building in particular but what takes place inside the building ha- has always drawn me to it um But in lots of the buildings, uh, they do have very similarities. Uh, Stained glass windows, um, big pillars. Uh, One lodge that stands out in particular, two lodges actually, um, uh, would be the Spencerville Lodge that I have visited, uh, which would have been the first one that I posted. Um, Huge pillars, huge pillars uh, out front, uh, which obviously King Solomon's Temple uh, is what they're supposed to represent. And then uh, we have uh, the Parthenon lodge in chatham kent chatham ontario and um obviously just by looking at it it looks like a miniature parthenon (laughs) um and uh it's just it's going back to that entire era alone just the whole entire uh greek roman ancient civilization in a whole ancient egypt and that has fascinated me since childhood. And I think seeing that on the exterior of buildings is really what captivates me and draws me in to really be like, okay, what else is here? Like what other symbols, what other ideology can we, you know, dig up here and really explore and discover?
0: Yeah. That's uh, me. You bring up, I just did an interview with uh, professor Shannon Grimes down from, from North Carolina, but she's uh, a specialist in, classical periods rome greece uh uh particularly roman egypt
1: um, yes i actually I, I did view that interview and i was just glued to the screen she's a very cool lady i was very it was very
0: fun talking to her and i love that about freemasonry is that there's so many areas and, and ways you can take it or whatever your interests are um you know there's there's going to be something in freemasonry that will likely draw your your interest um the you know the, the speaking of interest and maintaining interest. Uh, You are one of many who um, is kind of a victim of bad timing. Uh, You put an application through uh, in February of 2020, if I recall correctly, and we shut down in March of 2020. So basically, um, you find yourself in in the same boat as as many applicants, Just talk to, what's it been like kind of waiting for things to restart? And especially with so many conflicting news reports, you know, it seems with with all the idea of waves coming and going, I can tell you on the Lodge end, there were times when we thought, all right, next month we're going to meet for sure. And then, oh, (laughs) another delay, another wave. Uh, What's it been like for you just kind of stuck
1: in this, uh, you know, applicant uh, uh, purgatory? Um... Uh, nerve wracking, uh, to say the least, um, you know, very anxious and anticipating word. I mean, from the outside looking in still, so to speak, uh, you know, I don't have, uh, I don't receive word, uh, from Grand Lodge or, you know, from local lodge or anything of what's going on. So yeah, I'm, I'm kind of still left in the darkness, <laughs> even more. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it also, it kind of builds the anticipation, Uh, even more so for when everything is back and reopened because it's it keeps all the excitement and everything at bay and it just kind of it's just building it up to kind of be like okay you know it's going to happen it's going to happen when it does happen it's just going to be all that much more better and you're going to appreciate it that much more because you had this extra waiting period but on the other hand you're like I've already waited you know, for this long, and I may be waiting for this much longer. Like, uh, you know, oh, just please continue to have the patience to <laughs> to hold out and to be calm, and just you know, take it with stride, and know that you know, good things, good things are to come. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> that's uh, yeah, that's kind of all. All I guess any of us can do. Um, yeah, I, it's it's interesting. I, I've talked about this with you offline. You know. I've talked to a lot of Masonic lodges, uh, some of which, or, or Masonic. Uh, I've talked to a lot of Masons, some of whom are in jurisdictions where where lodge has reopened. Um, some are still waiting, uh, but you know, it's it's interesting. Most of them have expressed a, a combination of of excitement and trepidation when it comes to their applicants, because it seems like we're seeing an increase in applications. It's, it's what I'm hearing anecdotally, at least, um, that lodges are seeing an increase in applications. Uh, and they still have the candidates that they had before that they have to get through. And the, the nervousness of trying to, you know, you want to do right, and you want to make sure that you're getting your applicants through. Uh, you also want to make sure that you're not rusty and you can do the work i know a lot of masons are nervous about a year and a half off um you know trying to get back into the swing and and memorize their work uh in your travels in your discussions with with different masons um you know have you have you sensed any anxiety on their end um or do you say just excitement about getting back
1: um More than anything, uh, I have been uh, overwhelmed with a sense of excitement uh, from other Masons I have spoken with, Um, and primarily for the main reason that you have expressed to me earlier – was just the fact that, you know, there are still people interested that want to get involved. And and just as much as the petitioners like myself want to get involved, uh, so do the already affiliated members want to get right back into lodge. So I think it's kind of like a mutual uh, shared kind of anxiety, excitement, a good healthy anxiety, though, not like, you know, a nervousness. Oh, it's boiling over. Um, And so, yeah, I think that's generally, you know, I haven't speaking with a whole lot of, uh, masons, uh, half dozen, maybe a few more, but, um, yeah, so far it seems that's what it is. It's a shared excitement, anxiety of getting everything back and going. Like I said, everything so far that I have received, uh, from my work with my photography, uh, has been very positive. And I have been invited so far to close to a dozen lodges, Um, And I have told every single one that has extended the invitation towards me that I am still not yet officially initiated. I am only a petitioner and every single one says that is fine. I'm more than happy and more than thrilled to be with you at the beginning of your Masonic career and journey. And that right there, just it's overwhelming to me myself because it just shows the fraternal nature of the organization and how it really is one big brotherhood, even though you, you know, masons are split all over the country and all over the world. So that is a really, really cool factor.
0: And you got one more invitation here. You ever find your way down to Windsor, Ontario, uh, get in touch. Right? I'd love to to take you around our temple. Um, I mean, I do, I do tours of it as well, but, um, you know, t- take some photographs and and if uh, you're visiting and you've been initiated, uh, you're welcome to join uh, and sit in on a meeting, of course. I would very much like that. Thank you very
1: much for the offer.
0: You know, it it's interesting. Um, I'm curious about your your perspective on this. There there is a uh, a group of Masons, and I've had some on the podcast who um are, have actually uh, uh, it's not even so much nerves or trepidation, but actually expressed concern about the number of applications uh and applicants that they've been receiving uh like john Bizak, a uh, masonic author from uh kentucky for example um their concern is they they point to the 1920s and 1950s and they point to uh you had rapid growth within the craft at that period rapid growth in terms of members um but you know uh, that would be, basically, it's, uh, you know, paper masons or, or, or paper tigers, the the number of, of applicants did not translate into uh, active members. And a lot of like John Bizak, uh, a lot of these masons, they argue the reason was Masonic lodges just didn't have the resources to properly mentor, and they weren't prepared for it. And so um, I guess my question too you is as an as an applicant um kind of coming at it from the other perspective um have you thought about things like you know time management and and you know when your lodge meets and working into your work schedule and if you have a family like all the things that we try to talk to to applicants about when we're meeting with them um uh, you know has anybody taught you about that and what have you what have your thoughts been about that in terms of how to integrate freemasonry into work, home, and everything else you have? It's a good question.
1: Um, I, I have uh, only spoken with uh, uh, two Masons, actually, uh, about those set issues, time management and uh, fitting in lodge and family and everything. Um, uh, yes, uh, I do have a busy work schedule as of right now. So that was uh, something that was uh, uh, very important to uh, discuss and to organize. Um, yeah, it... Uh, it's not all fallen into place just yet. Um, but I am working on that. Uh, thankfully, uh, my wife is very supportive, uh, of me joining the craft and, uh, she understands, uh, all the reasoning, um, behind, uh, my personal choice to join, uh, which is very supportive and very great. I'm very blessed to have her. Um, however, uh, sorry, I just had a brain fart there. Uh, <laughs> just thinking about my wife. Oh, she'd love that. Um, Uh, Anyway, having said that, uh, can you just repeat the questions for me, uh, Brother
0: Cameron? Uh, Just time management and and
1: working working the craft into those
0: other parts of your life that are obviously uh, Um, going to take precedence.
1: The the first uh part for fit and for time management and everything uh with me is just really to first find my time for my relaxation after work and for my studies. Uh you know, be able to read and, and focus on that. Um thankfully I have been talking to uh one brother, uh On Messenger. And uh, he has thankfully dedicated uh, his Thursday evenings to me to have our sort of uh, chats, uh, kind of like a unofficial sponsor, if you will, um, because he is not from my uh, what would be my launch that I petitioned to. Um, So yeah, he has been a great resource so far to me in order to figure out uh, that, you know, I do need to manage my time in more of an aspect that I can fill all these things in on equal levels. So it's a good balance of everything. So that one thing isn't, uh, you know, taking over my life, it's not my work, and then I'm struggling to be with my family, and then I'm struggling to be with the craft. Um, So yeah, it is taking little more time right now to get under my wing and figure where everything should be and when it should go but um thankfully right now i do have the time to organize all of that before i really dive in deep and get thrust everything upon me yes
0: uh i want to go back uh to the um your, your work with photographs and documenting and discovering these masonic temples uh and masonic buildings um Just a very technical question, but uh, do you have uh, like what type of equipment are you using? Is it just your camera? Um, Using any professional type stuff, or because the pictures are all great.
1: Well, thank you very much. Um, Actually, no, I'm using a uh, just my cell phone. Um, It's an LG uh, Android. and it's very very slow. Actually, it takes me about five minutes to open up the cameras before it'll even allow me to take a picture. I guess I have to clean out my memory banks. Um, but no, that that's all I'm using. Um, I do have the advantage of uh, being a past film school student um, behind the camera, um, so I do have that going for me. Um, uh, I wish uh, uh, my interview skills right now were a little better having a uh, diploma in radio broadcasting. Uh, however, <laughs> it's been a while since I've actually gone down the avenue and been behind a mic. Um, but as uh, the photography goes, no, it's just my cell phone. And um, I do take sometimes multiple pics of the exact same thing, just, you know, a blur issue. My fingerprint uh, was covering the lens. Um, but yes, that's that's that is all I'm using. It's it.
0: they all look great and and I I, I like I and that just goes to show. Uh, you know, I think some sometimes Masons I guess this applies to everybody, but uh, Masonically, sometimes Masons will have an idea, they'll have something they want to start or something they want to do, but they uh won't proceed. And sometimes it's just just because they're lazy, but I think oftentimes it's because they uh they they think well, I need the right equipment. I need, you know, I, I need to make sure I have the best equipment or the right equipment, or I need to have some type of, you know, fully formed plan in place. Um, and I just, I really like and respect what you're doing, which is, you know, there are things that you like and you just take the pictures and put them up on Facebook. Um, and obviously it's being responded to very well by Kingston, by all, all the Masons getting in touch with you. So
1: I, I very much think that's great. It's a lesson other Masons can learn. Well, thank you very much. Um, I'm I'm really happy with the fact that it is being received so well. Um, and as you mentioned earlier at the start of our conversation, um, I do try uh, to give the website of each said lodge that I'm taking a picture of and some history or some kind of uh, knowledge of the building. Um, but having uh, little to no contacts with some of the buildings and not knowing sometimes where i'm going to be that day sometimes with my work schedule i don't know until that morning where i'm going to be heading out so it's just random some days of me just stumbling upon a a lodge or googling if one's going to be near where i'm going to be um thankfully with the one coming up in kingston tomorrow uh you know uh, i talked with brother scott bates and uh uh, he was able to uh organize a tour for me but uh, i would appreciate um uh, for any brothers out there uh, that have any information on any uh, lodges that I post, uh, please, please, I encourage you to uh, post any information or websites or uh, pictures of your own, even in the comments section and just add to it. it all that's going to do is just make more information accessible to more people uh, to get a bigger picture and a better understanding and just more enjoyment out of the whole entire experience. So I, I highly encourage anybody else to, yes, please add to the posts that I'm putting on.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, and I would add to that. Um, it might not necessarily be, uh, nor does it, does it need to be Mason's uh, per se. I've um, One thing I've tried to emphasize with Square and Compass promotions, promotions, um, is the is so many of these masonic buildings um they are our community uh uh homes as well they're you know weddings and and school dances and halloween events and i mean in, in norfolk they have a haunted masonic temple every year oh and, right on oh it's it's such a cool thing too i i got to take a tour of it um virtually hope hoping to go maybe this year uh but, I mean, so, all, you know, so many of the people who pass through, um, they're not passing through Masonically. They might not be Masons, but it's still a place that has, you know, very fond memories for them. Um, here at the Windsor Masonic Temple, so many weddings and people, you know, generations of people getting married. And, and um, you know, so certainly Masons may have a lot of information about it, but I, I'm sure, if you know, Many Masonic temples have ballrooms and special places, and fish fries, and I'm sure there's many members of the communities, especially in these small towns, vaccine clinics. The Masonic mm-hmm. temples to go for those. Um, actually, that's a that's an interesting uh, uh, topic to branch off into. Have you received a lot of, of of comments and and reaction from non-Masons, just members of the public, to the, to your pictures and and responses to mm-hmm. them?
1: Um, not, not as many, uh, as you would think. Um, I, I think, uh, well around maybe the people that are on my pages anyway, uh, might not share the exact same interests as me. Um, so yeah, I have gotten, uh, positive feedback. Like I said, all the feedback I've had so far has been positive. I haven't had any negative. Um, but no, most of the feedback that I have gotten, um, anyway, has been on the uh, Canadian Freemasons page. So I'm under the assumption that most of the people that are commenting and giving me feedback are uh, part of the craft, um, but I'm not sure. I don't do a background check and and, and creep every single person's profile who gives me a, a, a reaction or a comment. Um, but I would say the, the majority uh, of my – Risk uh, precipitation uh, uh, is definitely from masons. Yes.
0: No, that that's, that sounds about right. Um, unfortunate, but but right. I, <laughs> a classic example in uh, so uh, from Windsor, Ontario, right? We've got Detroit right across the river. Um, yes. Detroit Masonic Temple is the the biggest masonic, the largest masonic temple in the world. Um, I've had a chance to attend many meetings there, but. It's also a concert venue, right? That's played host to the White Stripes and the Stones and like so many uh, amazing bands. But talking to people from Windsor, right? It's a very common thing to go to the Masonic for concerts and events. But even though it's called, you know, they call it the Masonic, the idea that it's a Masonic temple completely escapes most of the people attending there as far as they know, which is the concert hall. Um, And when you point out, well, it's Masonic Temple, you know, you get the like in The Simpsons episode, you're like, yeah, like like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there's such an... uh, I think sometimes the general public has more connections to Masonic Temples than they realize, but because it's labeled the Masonic Temple, they don't catch on and and, uh, recognize that
1: connection. And and to touch on that, too. Yeah. As a a young kid, I remember going to the Santa Claus parades and uh, seeing the Shriners uh, drive around in their little cars. And as a kid, you know, I'm just like, oh, I want to be in one of those. I want to drive one of those cars one day. Right. And I had no idea that those were Shriners and they were part of a society And that, you know, before you can become a Shriner, you have to first become a Mason. And so, you know, it's just one more connection, so to speak, that how they're involved in the community with as a child, I had no idea, but yeah, I'm still drawn in and I'm still connected with them, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so to all those members of the public watching this who aren't Masons, still check out Josh's pictures because they're very <laughs> cool. And you might have a, you might have memory in some of these small towns, you know? Very true. Um, Going back to the the applicant side of the world, uh, yeah, I am a member of two lodges. I'm a secretary of Harmony, and one of the, my biggest challenges over the last year and a bit, uh, over a year and a half, I guess, is trying to maintain contact with our applicants and and seeing how they're doing and and you know making sure that they. Uh, don't feel recognize that we're still thinking of them and you know we we feel bad we can't get to them have you maintained contact with uh the lodge to which you applied and and or have they more have they maintained contact with you or just in general have you managed to maintain contact with with the craft
1: we we have had uh contact uh here and there um it hasn't been constant uh by any means um but especially um You know, uh, with everything opening up Just this summer too, lots of people have been taking Advantage of that, right, and they've been traveling They've been camping, they've seen family And friends and whatnot, Uh, especially if they're fully vaccinated uh, You know, they're going And they're going on vacation Um, I have tried, uh, especially uh, With the First people that I have come in contact with when I sent my petition out, um, and yes, I uh, have contacted them probably half a dozen times, um, but not really in anything in great detail, you know, just kind of, hey, you know, are things progressing yet? No, not really. Okay, you know, I'll, I'll check back in a little bit. Um, but thankfully, uh, from starting my photography and posting it, um, that has actually got me in contact with other Masons that I have been talking uh, like with brother Larry, who I, who I speak with on uh, Thursdays um, and brother Scott Bates, who's giving me the tour. Um, but also uh, other brothers from the lodge, which I have petitioned at that were unaware that I have actually sent in a petition. They have made comments being like, Oh, well, I really hope that you can visit, you know, union lodge number nine. And I'm like, well, actually I, I, I'm a petitioner pretty for
0: pretty that. Uh, so yeah.
1: And they're like, Oh, well, I look forward to seeing you there. So I'm hoping in my mind, that's a white ball in my book, right? But
0: <laughs> yeah. It's up to the, up to the lodge. Did uh, you have your, I your, um, like? there's an investigative committee that comes out yes. uh, Three Masons. Okay. So you yeah, so you're just basically waiting. Um, we're, we're all kind of stuck waiting right now. Um, the... I think a good place to to uh, end this discussion. But I would love to have you back on the, on the podcast for sure. I'd love to have you visit the, the temple. Um, oh, I'd love to do that. Oh, it's a, it's a, I'm very fond of this building. 100 years old this year, so. Oh, wow. Congratulations. It's centennial. That's right. That's right. It's a very, very uh, cool building, a very cool part of, of the city. You mentioned earlier, um, you know, that your family is supportive, that your wife is supportive um that you know that's one thing I always emphasize uh with investigation committees um with new applicants is making sure you talk to the family about it so what was it like for you before you applied before you put in your application um did you talk to your family or did you talk to your wife um and what was uh had you planned on doing it for a while uh if, what was that that process like
1: um okay yeah let's 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 dive down that rabbit hole um not getting in trouble. no 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 my wife, um, my wife has been uh very very supportive the most supportive uh than anyone uh for me i actually um also uh did my own research and uh found out about the order of the eastern star and uh she did express interest in that um maybe not A whole lot just as of yet. Uh, She wants to see how my Masonic career starts out, I think, before she dives in herself. Um, But, yeah, she's been very supportive. Actually, years back, I wanted to send a petition in um, to Bancroft, Ontario Lodge. Uh, That's where I was living in the area as a carpenter. And uh, I just, you know, I didn't I knew at the time that I didn't have the time to dedicate to it. I I knew that and I didn't want to apply to something and then have to back out of it. So, uh, I already had my petition written up, I was going to send it in and I decided not to, and to hold off until I knew, you know, my life was a little more settled and that things were calmed down for me and I could actually put energy and time and focus into this. Um, so yeah, so I held off for a few years. Um, I actually put my petition in before telling my uh, parents uh, about it. Um, My father being an ordained minister now uh, retired from ministry. um, uh, He was actually uh, not the most overly enthused, I would say uh, about me joining initially. Um, He had his, uh, his pre determined decision i guess years back even before i was even in the picture of uh, uh the mason's organization uh but he was also from the outside looking in you know he was listening to the simpsons episodes so to speak and that kind of uh uh stuff going out there you know freemasons Anything that's uh, that's our, our biggest recruitment source in the Simpsons episode
0: <laughs> i think we have more masons off of that episode than probably any other grand lodge recruitment strategy over the last 50 years <laughs> well apparently it worked
1: right yeah um but yeah not he was to, not to your dad but to everybody else <laughs> yeah yeah obviously um so yeah um you know growing up uh he did tell me that uh you know the knowledge that he knew uh at the time you know it's a secret society uh you know um you might have to ride a goat uh you know when you're initiated or be stripped naked or 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 stuff of that nature and um So, you know, that that kind of always deterred him uh, having that in the back of his thought process that that's you know what that's what's going on and so yeah he never joined the craft or expressed any interest but I have had other family members uh you know grandfathers great-grandfathers um both here in Canada and the states uh in the Ohio uh district that were members of many lodges uh back in the 1930s uh the 1950s so when that influx happened as you mentioned um and uh right now actually I only have one current family member that I know of that uh is uh, a member. He is no longer an active member, unfortunately, um, due to some uh, deteriorative uh, health problems. Uh, however, um, but yes, he was uh, both a part of uh, both Blue and Red, I believe, and uh, made it all the way up on uh, both. And he was very, very uh, excited to hear that I had decided to uh, join the craft. So that made me very pleased, too, to uh, kind of, you know, I'm not joining it just because my family members joined it but it was kind of nice to also have that lineage attached as a plus you know what I mean and uh, and yeah
0: <laughs> yeah I've yet to uh, I've yet to ride a goat or be strip naked you know I, I keep hoping that's why I go oh. so far uh, so far I might a luck but maybe 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 one day if this seems like to be believed uh, any plans on uh, right now, the pictures that, that you're taking uh, and information is, uh, I could be wrong if I am, uh, to my knowledge, only on, on Facebook. Any plans to put it on other social media sites or create uh, accounts, Instagram, Twitter, all that good,
1: all that good jazz? Um, I would really, I would love to have like a whole entire digital photo album. And I would love to be able to send it out uh, I would like to complete everything first, and I would actually really love to first visit all the lodges in uh, my county and the counties near me, and then hopefully extend it to all of Ontario, and then, you know, branch out further and further. Baby steps first, right? but uh, yes, yeah, so far, they only are on Facebook. Um, like I said, I would like to branch them out and get more. But before I do that, I would also like to have more information on each lodge. That way, it, it's it's kind of like a little synopsis of each one, you know. Um, you can kind of look, hey, what, what's, um, you know, Lodge 294? What, what are they all about? What's their history? What do they look like? And, you know, you can kind of flip through and go to it. But um, so far, I don't have any other immediate future plans to put them anywhere else I guess the next best place I would put them unless you have any better recommendations uh, would most likely be Instagram and I could set up an Instagram account for people to follow that as well um, but as of right now I'm just kind of keeping it on Facebook until I develop it a little more and then uh, we'll see if anything develops more and if I can branch out a little more with it yeah and then it's um, my if
0: I recall correctly all of the, the pictures so far are of um Masonic temples, uh especially in the smaller towns, that's kind of all you're gonna find. But any thoughts in terms of um uh photographing other Masonic buildings such as the cathedrals, the shrines,
1: Grand yes. of buildings, uh you know, Hamilton has the consistory. Yes. Hamilton. I would love to visit Hamilton. Absolutely. Um, yeah, there's just, there's so many of those great, and I would love so much to photograph those. Yes. Um, uh, so far I haven't had set opportunity to do so, but that is yes. That, you know, I'm, I'm like the, the small time photographer, uh, taking these little pictures and putting them in the local newspaper, so to speak. But yes, if I could take pictures of the cathedral, that to me is like my time magazine. You know what I mean? That would be the catalyst of this. And yes, I would absolutely just be tickled pink to have that opportunity yes
0: well if anybody from the cathedral from uh, hamilton's watching this get in touch with josh because uh it's it's a it's a very cool building uh, i've I've been lucky enough to be there a couple times i mean hamilton you've got the grand lodge building which is like a gray square box where where all the administrative stuff happens which is It's interesting to photograph, only from the sense that it's so unremarkable looking. Um, And then you've got next to it, you've got the Scottish Rite Cathedral, which is, or uh, Consistory, which is um, just an amazing uh, uh, building and an amazing um, architectural uh, kind of treasure. Also, I mean, one way you know it's so cool is because it's been used in so many different movies over the years, like It Chapter Two and, and Murdoch Mysteries. So so, yeah, if you get the chance to go to Hamilton for any reason,
1: it's well worth checking out. Absolutely. It's only it's only like a four-hour drive from you or something like that. So, yeah, it's just nothing. Yeah. Oh, there you go. It's pretty <laughs> much the blinds
0: in Hamilton. They probably do. There's a lot right? of yeah. <laughs> Talk to your boss. See what he says. Uh, yeah. I, I, um, well, I certainly wish you... All the best of luck in in finally getting your, your application through. We talked offline, uh, I suspect. I don't think we'll meet in September um, in person. We are having our go-to meeting schedule right now. If you want to come, you're more than welcome. You can meet some of the guys virtually. Uh, Thank you very much. But um, it, we might still meet. We might meet. It's all about when Ontario goes to the exit portion of the roadmap. Yeah. Um, so we're waiting on the government, provincial government. Um, but I wish you the best of luck with that. And hopefully you get uh, uh, your application and your initiation uh, sooner rather than later. And thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast. Thank you very much for having me, Cameron. All right. Everybody watching this, all the standard stuff you're supposed to say, like, subscribe, comment, etc., etc. Thank you so much. Take care. Oh, and all the stuff uh, to, to see Josh's pictures.
1: Links are in the description. Check them out for sure. Leave a comment.